Sunday, and that means it is time for another edition of the Chair Shot Podcast. The boys, we are in fact back in town. Town being your podcast service of choice. I'm your host, Barry Murphy. Joined as always by the, by the ever dependable, first of all, Mr. Joe Towder. All right, there, Barry. And also, pressing the old bot- buttons, 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 turning the knobs, pressing the buttons, Mr. Paul Griffin. Uh, that reminds me of a thing. When I, in my previous role at my company as a trainer, there was one set of slides that I hadn't created, but that I used to use for training. And uh, it was about how to use the clock in, clock out portal. And uh, where it was supposed to say, click on the buttons, the person that had written it, obviously not a native English speaker, had written, click in the bottoms. Oh no. Um, so I used to, I left it there as a joke, and I'd say, please don't you know, don't click in any bottoms during your time here. Um, okay. Guilty of that myself. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, how how are you, lads? You good? I, um, yeah. I just woke up from a two-hour nap. Oh, I literally like ten minutes ago. Um, I was very <laughs> groggy and befuddled. So and I realised it was actually I realised what day it was. First of all. I was worried I'd missed work. Um, I just decided to sleep on the sofa. Were you, were you out, late, out late with Prince Harry and... Um, oh, we were oh, drinking the old champers <laughs> with uh, the Royals. Um, well, yeah, they. I mean, they had their, they had their, you know, they had the Clooney's and they had their favourite podcaster yeah, in attendance. Yeah, they said, right, get all the celebs in, all the, all the big celebs. Um, and and, and our, our Liz goes, oh, Tony, do you... Do you do you think the kids could be the Hong Kong of the week this week? <laughs> I was going to say, could one bring back Hong Kong of the week? What is it again? <laughs> oh, dear. And then I did actually give her a Hong Kong of the week. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirty give her a Hong Kong of the week. Dirty old slut. Oh, um, no. That's three. I'm joking. Man. I'm joking. Yeah. She's not listening anyway. It's fine. She's <laughs> um, No, she's too over. I'll check the IP. No, she... She only listens to RBR. She's not a, a church. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, but I, I, I wasn't out late last night. I did go out, but I was out late. Actually, not even late on Friday. But thing is, whenever I go out for a drink now, I tend to wake up really early the next day. Yeah. I just can't kind of sleep in anymore. So I woke up on Saturday at like 7 a.m. And then this morning at like 7 a.m. as well. Um, so I think I was quite tired. So I had a lovely two-hour nap. And then woke up. In, just in time for this wonderful podcast. And I thought, yeah, come on, you got to do it. So you're full of energy now and raring and ready to go. You could say that. You could say that. Or <laughs> are you way. all groggy still and kind of asleep? I'm a bit of sleep. I'm having some ice cream. What, fl- what flavour ice cream you have? It's ben and Jerry's half baked. Um, it's got the old. Perfect for this show. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not feeling the best. No, bit, bit, bit hungover. Oh, um, bit congested as well. Because uh, it's absolutely pissing it down after being sunny all week. So my immune system's all over the shop. Uh, you firing on all cylinders, there, Paul. You you healthy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm back to work tomorrow after two weeks off. Um, one week of sickness and one week that I had pre-booked off anyway 
but yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm still a bit wheezy uh, in the mornings, but I have my little inhaler. Have a suck on that and I'm good to go. Um, apart from that, no health issues that I can think of. Not particularly looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. It's been quite nice sleeping in every day until noon. But, mm. uh, you know, got to go uh, make the money in debt. Yeah. Um, so I am unfortunately back to work. Uh, and then, yeah, during the week, went to uh, FX Bookleys again for the second oh! time. I, I put over last week that it was like my favorite steak I ever had. So we went back on the next day, I think, after we had recorded, we went back to <laughs> FX Bookleys. Went to a different one. Though. Hey, listen, look, he, he likes what he likes. Uh, he's... This guy, steak dinners every night, like he's Ric Flair. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I think um, we went on a streak of about six straight days where we ate out, I think, this week. Like, including, you know, Mac- McDonald's and whatever. But Friday Ooh. was FX Buckley's. Saturday, I think we had something. It's, it's so long ago now, I can't remember. Uh, then, yeah, we had FX Buckley's. We, we ate out in a pub on Thursday, was it? Yeah. Mm. Um, that was quite I had a nice burger at the pub. It was good. Uh, the Manhattan Pub in Rohini, Dublin, was the to give him a shout out. And that, um, yeah, twice to FX Buckley's. Certainly had a McDonald's in there. Had a Burger King as well on one of the days. Uh, yeah, you know. I don't know about you, Paul, but I'm. I was just talking about this with a pal of mine earlier today. I was like, I can't. I can't remember the last time I fired up the oven. To be honest, I've gotten so far. Oh, I I used the oven today. To be fair, I made a nice. Uh, <laughs> Well, then, just, just me, then, being a fat Bre- Breaded chicken steak. Pop that in the oven for 15 minutes. Yum, yum. Tomorrow, tomorrow I need to do a proper shop and just cook mm. for myself for a week because I've been fucking dreadful lately. Buy, buy a carrot. But I should... I might need to. I just got to have to just eat whole vegetables raw in the name yeah. of just getting them into me because I've been... I've been uh, but it's funny you mentioned about uh, going back to that steak place. I mean, hey, look, you know, if you like if you like somewhere, you want to... You well, we went to a it, different I, one. We went to a different um, location. Oh, that's... Oh, well, well still, but like, you know... Because say, say, they, we, we went to the one on Temple Bar, all dressed up, had my nice shirt on, nice shoes and that. Uh, it was closed. So... Oh, felt a bit silly, but there was one just off Marion Square in Dublin, so we just walked across town and... That was open, and we went in. Had nice steaks. They did that thing again where uh, they bring they brought over the expensive menus, and I had to go like, "Do you have the cheap one? Have you have you got the early bird menu, please? The one that is half the price of everything on this thing." And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah go buy the for me." I'm like, <laughs> and then she said, "Do you want uh, like a beer?" Or I was like, "Water's fine because you don't charge me for the water. Beer will be about twenty quid, so keep your beer to yourself." Um, but it was lovely. Probably not as good as the first time. I think I prefer the Temple Bar venue to the Marion Square one, but uh, still really good. Um, and yeah, we went to a graduation as well on the Thursday. That's why we went to eat in the pub afterwards. Nat's, Nat's brother graduated from his from his school, and that was uh, like all graduations, extremely long and extremely boring. So. Uh, call a spade a spade. It's true. It's the, true. the 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 principal of the school, I swear, he was he was the Triple H of the of the <laughs> staff because he he went 
30 minutes. You know, he got the, the longest uh, runtime. My God, he would not shut the fuck up. And we were... It was to the point where, like, Natty and uh, Nat's mothers had the phones out. They were, <laughs> you know, not paying attention. Oh, man, it was bad. Um, but, yeah, that was the week. Um, I do have, just so the listeners know, okay, we have a quiz today. Um, which I kind of would like that we would do before we move into Teleguff, Gameguff, MovieGuff, and all that. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, down. I'm down with that. Yeah, is there any other LifeGuff? I see someone was at a barbecue. Any other LifeGuff we want to hit, and then we can do go into the quiz. No, I was, I was going to mention when you mentioned FX Buckley's again, and, and, yeah. and I, you know, I, I mean, I've done that similar thing where I mentioned a few weeks ago the new the new wing place in Limerick. I mean, I, I think I first mentioned that about two months ago. I think I've been there like twelve times. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're good wings, lads. They're really good, and oh, they do see. and they do lovely cheesy chips. And I said to the girl last week, I was like, I, I, I do go other places sometimes, and I do cook occasionally. These are, but they're good wings. So you know, went there this week, got some old buffalo wings and cheese curry chips. Um, nom nom nom. When is the uh, wing wing eating competition coming up? Then? They had a they had a wing eating contest last week, and I was so good at because I went in the day before. Because <laughs> you won, oh. but you hadn't actually entered. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're like you've accumulated enough. <laughs> Sorry, this is not, uh, not a fun. No, it was uh, OTT weekend, and they said, oh, if you come in tomorrow, you can get it. And I was like, I'm traveling tomorrow. That sucks. Aww. But yeah, all, all you can eat gimmick. They'll probably do it again. And I will do I will do it. And I'll probably record myself doing it. Uh, uh, you know, put that up on our Patreon. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've had a very, very quiet week. No, no real news to speak of. Uh, what about you, Joe? Anything else you wanted to make mention of? Um, I think I just went to a barbecue yesterday. A friend of mine... And- um, and his wife had a baby a month or two ago, so I finally got to meet the baby, which is nice. Um, they're very loud babies, turns out. Yeah, they just don't stop. They just don't stop screaming, even when you pick them up, walk around. They're feed right, party them, animals, babies. Them. They just sit there screaming. Very rude. Um, <laughs> this baby's not agreeable at all. Uh, yeah, that was nice. And then yeah, a bit of food and. Some beers and uh, yeah, and then fell asleep watching a documentary about John Watson on BBC Two. Um, the commentator, yeah, because he's retiring this season. It's just after like fifty years or something. I was going to say he must be fucking hundred years old, is he? Yeah, he's been going a while. Um, so had a couple of shows on about him, and uh, that was good. Um, yeah, that was my week. Other pretty mundane, other than other than that. Well, I'm sad to see John Watson go. He's He's been on the go since I was very. He is very good, yeah. He's got a, just a very good voice for that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, bit of me childhood going there. Mm. Right, anyway, um, I had I had an idea during the week about this quiz. Okay. And I spent the last few days kind of agonizing about what was the best way to do it, but I think I've come up with a solution that works. And um, so just for, for, for listeners to understand what's happening here, okay? What, what is one of CSP's favorite TV game shows? Um, the Chase. What did you say, Barry? The Chase as well, yeah. It's not The Chase. Uh, blank is he blank. 
It's not that, although I do like, I do like a beer. Bag, um, is a Noel Edmonds house party. It's not that either. I would be very impressed if Paul could do a podcast <laughs> version of Noel That's Edmonds right. house party. Floppy! <laughs> I have got the crinkly bottom, but uh, no. today, today we're going to be playing pointless, but wrestling mm. pointless. Okay. Okay. So for for listeners who don't know what point pointless is, pointless is a BBC uh, TV game show where contestants are given a specific topic and they have to come up with the most obscure answers. Usually, it's uh, the question has been posed to like we asked one hundred people, whatever, mm. who is the most obscure WWE champion, and then they will get, for example, the the number of people who gave the answer. So I've got. It's uh, like um, Family Feud in America, but the opposite. It's it's inverted. So yeah, you're, the, the you're, idea, going, um, you're going, you're going, for the lowest answer that was still said, right? Yeah, you're yeah. you're looking for the most obscure answer, essentially. Okay, okay. so like golf. I've actually, I've actually got pointless. So okay, like golf, the idea is to have the lowest score. Okay. Okay. Um, so the way I've done it, I have got five categories, and we'll do them one at a time. And then at the end of the five, whoever has the lowest total score is the winner. Okay? Okay. Um, now, obviously, I haven't asked 100 people about... <laughs> Paul asked Scott McAvoy 100 times. <laughs> but um, what I've done instead is I've... I, I, for each of the five uh, topics, I do have a way of ordering them from whatever the answers are from most to least obscure. And I'll tell you what that mm. is, and okay. then, and then I've put I've I've put points beside each one. So there will be a certain number of pointless answers. So you get zero if you get one of those. Like right. usually, will be the top five most obscure answers will be pointless, and then for the right. the the most common uh, answers, you would get a hundred points. And of course, okay. if you if you get also a question wrong, if you give a wrong answer, you will score a hundred points as well. Okay. Yeah. So. We, we, we'll see how it goes anyway. Hopefully we'll be good. Uh, so the first topic... And by the way, um, on Pointless, it's usually teams of two. It's not um, single people. So what we're going to do is you will each give me two answers and I'll give you the combined score, okay? So whoever would go first, let's say in this first topic, if Barry goes first, Barry will give me an answer then Joe will give me his two answers, and then Barry will give me a second answer because Barry, of course, has the advantage of going first, and then we'll alternate. Uh, okay. Okay. Kind of issue Yeah. Okay, so let me t- explain to you the first topic. Okay, the first topic is Dwayne Johnson movies. Oh God. Okay. So movies feature length, so not including shorts, feature length movies that The Rock has a credit in on IMDb as having starred in the movie, okay? The way that I've ordered this is by the number of uh, star ratings that each movie has received. So the more more star ratings, the the higher up on the list they are. The the less the number of star ratings, the more obscure, okay? So who would like to go first? And then we'll alternate anyway going forward until the end. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Okay, so Barry, you give me one answer okay uh gridiron gang gridiron gang uh it's correct barry and for gridiron gang you get 25 points okay not bad not bad at all it's definitely 
towards the more obscure end. Okay, Joe, would you like to give me two answers, please? Mm. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I'll I'll say, to, to what Paul's talked about recently. <laughs> I'll say um, snitch. Okay. And uh, faster. Okay, Joe. Um, you might be surprised at some of these. Okay, for snitch, you get sixty points. What? Oh, wow! I'm surprised at that. Um, and then for faster, seventy points. What? That is crazy. So, Joe, you Mental. get a, a combined one one hundred and thirty. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, there there is quite a few movies between Snitch and Gridiron Gang which Gary uh, excuse me Barry gave not Gary <laughs> Gridiron Gang Gary so Barry yeah. do you want to give me one more movie god I, I was gen- those were genuinely the two others I was flicking back and forth between uh, I think this one was moderately successful so I, I think I might be way off on this one but uh, Tooth Fairy Tooth Fairy Barry 20 points oh what yeah unbelievable <sighs> What the hell? So Barry is 45 and Joe 130. Uh, I'll give you the five pointless answers were Reno 911 Miami. I didn't even know he was in that. Well, that's that's kind of the point, isn't it? Uh, yeah. em- Empire State. A film called what? Why Why Did I Get Married 2. What? Gem and the Holograms and Longshot. Oh, yeah. They would be the five pointless ones. Then you had Jeb and the holograms. Yeah. Then you would have, and of course, because this is based on review, the number of reviews it kind of skews more towards the other movies. But then you have, unbelievably, for five points, Rampage. Uh, you would have Southland, Southland Tales, Tooth Fairy, Gridiron Gang, uh, You Again, Planet Fifty One, Race to Witch Mountain, Game Plan, Walking Tall, Be Cool, then Snitch. Then Journey to the Mysterious Island, then Faster, the Rundown, Doom, Baywatch, Scorpion King, Central Intelligence, and everything else would have got 100 points. All the Fast and Furious movies, Jumanji, Pain, uh, Pain and Gain, Moana, etc. So, at the start of the first round, or at the end of the first round, Joe, 130 points, Barry, 45. But there's still, it's all still to play for here. So, Joe, okay. you're, you're going to go first no, on this no, one. No, it's not. He's won, basically. No. <laughs> how many? How many more have we got? We got. We got four more rounds. All right. The next round is <laughs> WrestleMania venues. Okay. Oh, right. So what we're looking for here is the the order of the list. I have is in order of how many people attended the show. So we're going from most attended to least attended. So I'm looking for the smallest in terms of how many people were there in the arena to see the show live in all of the WrestleManias. Hmm. Okay. Want to go first? You, you go uh, first, Joe. Joe, you go first this time. So you get to give me one. Okay. I'm going to say Rosemont Horizon. Well, g- give me the number of the WrestleMania. Oh, I thought we were living venues. Well, no, no, sorry. The the actual oh, event. Um, well, Rosemount Horizon was WrestleMania twenty two was there, uh, and thirteen. Um, give me, give me an event. Uh, yeah, thir- yeah, thirteen. WrestleMania thirteen. Joe, you get ten points. Oh yeah, back in the game, baby. Very Shit. good. 
Right, Barry. Uh, two. I got two. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say Caesar's Palace, WrestleMania Nine. Ooh, it's a good one. WrestleMania Nine. Okay. Um. Um. And I guess I guess it's less attended than the the absolutely massive ones. Uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, WrestleMania. Let's just say twenty. WrestleMania twenty. Okay, Barry, you get a total forty-five points. Uh, All right, it's not bad. WrestleMania nine was actually pointless. It was a zero points, and then forty-five for WrestleMania twenty. Okay. Wow. So that puts you on ninety total. And Joe, one more, please, for you. One more. Yeah. Um. But do I need the venue? Or can I just name just, it? Just, just, the, just the event. Just the event will be fine. Okay, WrestleMania 11. WrestleMania 11 uh, at the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, that is also a pointless answer. Zero for wow. yeah. So <laughs> Joe uh, gets there a total 10, which brings Joe up to uh, 140. So the score is Barry 90, Joe 140. Okay, we're, so, uh, we're close enough. Here. The five, uh, the five lowest there would have been uh, uh, the Trump ones. Well, you had the, obviously the fa- the the lowest one is famously the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena for WrestleMania Seven. Yes, yeah. um, Then you have WrestleMania Nine, Hartford, Connecticut. WrestleMania Eleven, uh, Caesar's Palace. Uh, WrestleMania Twenty Two, Rosemont, uh, All State. Well, now the All State Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Uh, and then WrestleMania 2000 at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. Biggest one, of course, uh, WrestleMania 32 at the AT&T Stadium. And then WrestleMania 3, Pontiac Silver Dome. Yeah. Um, I started, I was thinking, uh, like, of the, the stadium ones, I was thinking also of 19 yeah. in Seattle. Because that, that, was that was such a flop that they've literally never got back there. So <laughs> WrestleMania like, 19 like, would have got you... 60 points. Well, obviously because it has yeah, 54,000. Yeah, it's still still over 54,000. To, to be fair, I know that that, that, that um, round doesn't really work because it's, it's, people know like which are the smaller shows. It's not really about more obscure and not obscure. But anyway, yeah. the last three are good, I promise. Uh, so again, the score going into round three is uh, Barry on 90, so he's ahead. Joe on 140. So only 50 points in it. Next topic, and this one has a lot of pointless answers, so we'll see Ooh. how people can do here. This is Hardcore Champions, and uh, the way I have it listed here is by combined days. So there's quite a lot of people Ooh. who are on less than one day ever oh, in their combined hardcore title reigns. Uh, not individual reigns, but combined days as champion. Uh, there's quite okay. a few hundred pointers as well, so be careful with what you go for here, okay? Okay. Um, I'm first, am I this time? Uh, yeah, Barry, you give one first, please. Uh, the Godfather's Hole. <laughs> one of the most famous ones, I think. Uh, okay, Joe, two, two from you, please. Oh, God. Um, this is quite tough. I feel yeah. like everyone, everyone had it, but obviously they probably didn't. Who actually... Who had it the shortest? Actually held it. And then the risk of um, going for someone super obscure is if it's wrong, you get 100 points. Ooh, baby. Um, trying to think back to the um, hardcore battle royal. 
Mm. Um, oh, yeah, there's some there's some names in that one for sure. Um, God, single. Must be some woman. Actually, I go. I'll play it safe and go for Gerald Briscoe first. Okay. Um. Secondly, I'll say. I'm gonna go. Thinking the Mean Street Posse. I'm pretty sure I held it. Or at least one of them. Okay. I go Pete Gas. Pete Gas. Pete Gas and Gerald Briscoe. Okay. And but one more from Barry, please. Uh, viscera. Viscera. Okay. So, Joe, you get a combined 55 points for that one. Um, okay. All Gerald Briscoe, unfortunately. Gerald Briscoe, 27 combined days as uh really? champion. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because... Le- like, leading up to that Pat Harrison match, he was, like, hardcore champion. Yeah, he was, like, he was running oh, away. Yeah. And, yeah, he had it for, like, a surprising amount of time, yeah. yeah. What a great, what a great thing. <laughs> So, Joe, that puts you up to 195. And Barry, two two pointless answers there. Oh! oh Viscera and uh, the hoe. You could have also had uh, Chris Jericho, Christian, Funaki, the Hurricane, Joey Abs, and Rodney were both also pointless, Joe. Uh, Kurt Angle, Mighty Molly, Terry Runnels, Trasher from the Headbangers, Booker, <laughs> Booker T, K-Quick, Perry Saturn, Taz, William Regal, Spike Dudley, loads. Uh, Steve Blackman, yeah. obviously, at the top. Big Boss Man, Rob Van Dam, Al Snow. This, I'm fairly sure, was in that bad battle royal you mentioned, Joe. Mm. I, think, I think he held it and lost it in that okay, Two yeah. more rounds to turn it around. Uh, so this time, uh, Joe was giving me one first round, this one. Or am I yeah. wrong? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Uh, round four. Pay-per-view main events. Okay. Now, this is okay. specifically... This is why it's, what's to make it a little bit harder, I guess. Specifically one-on-one singles matches. So not including right. Royal Rumbles, not including tag matches, triple threat matches, etc. Specifically one-on-one main events. Yeah. Um, I have it listed here by wrestlers who have had the most singles main events and wrestlers who have had the fewest so that's the order in which the list goes so wrestlers who have had and this is the kicker as well more than one main event oh man Uh, you more than one because i mean you you could then say you know sasha banks and charlotte so it has they have to have had more than one okay but that that they've been in in singles main events on wwe pay-per-views okay um, the British Bulldog. Okay, Barry, two from you, please. Um, uh, Wade Barris. Um, this is tough. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, uh, right back. Okay, and one more from Joe. Uh, 
Um, hmm. I'll go with. God. Um. Fuck. Did he have multiple? Hmm. I was thinking of Owen Hart, but I can only think of SummerSlam '94 that he main evented. I don't think he had another one. Um. Hmm. <sighs> trying to think of an old school wrestler. Okay. I would have only had like a couple of main events. Um, I don't think Andre did. I think Andre maybe only had one singles win event. Hmm. This is tough. Okay, we're gonna have to push you for one now. Don't. <laughs> um, I'll go Yokozuna. Don't piss me off. Okay, uh, so Barry said Wade Barrett. That's that gets you ten points. Nice. Fuck <sighs> sake. Uh, Barry said Ryback. Ryback was a pointless answer with only two oh, yeah. two pay per view yeah. winners. <laughs> I actually thought. Uh, that I might be uh, that that might be actually a wrong answer because I could only think off the top of my head of the CM Punk match. I couldn't recall if he had another one. Um, well, he has apparently. I apparently, yeah. <laughs> I, I I could look it up, but he has. Um, Joe said, "British Bulldog, thirty points, five main event matches." Uh, and Joe said. Yokozuna, was it, the other one? Yeah. Yeah, 20 yeah. points. He's had four. Four, yeah. Uh, the pointless answers there were Ultimate Warrior, Bam Bam Bigelow, Vince McMahon himself, Mark Henry, Rey Mysterio, Great Khali, The Miz, Sheamus, Bray oh. Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Miz. Samoa Joe. Yeah. I was thinking Mark Henry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we go into the last round. Impact World Champions. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so there's, there's three pointless answers here, okay? Okay, this is going to be tough. Everybody else gets points. And there's one 100-pointer. So apart from that 100-pointer, you're getting a lower score. So try to be as obscure as you can on this one. So, I wonder who the 100-pointer is. Ooh, question mark. By the way, this, this does not include the NWA title. This is only the Impact World title. Oh, since okay. It was formed the, in the TNA belt. 2007 yeah. or whenever it was. Yeah. So I think uh, Barry goes first this time. Uh, James Storm. Okay. And Joe, two from you, please. Um, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Alberto El Patron. Okay, one more from Barry. Uh, Matt Hardy. Okay. 
That was I tell you what, you guys did extremely well on that one. You got four of the bottom like seven. <laughs> so yeah, out of out of twenty three chances. Matt Hardy, twenty points. Nice. Uh Mick Foley, ten points. Whoa. Ooh. Alberto El Patron, five. <laughs> James Storm pointless. Yeah! Uh, the hundred pointer there was Kurt Angle, of course. <laughs> the the five biggest ones were Kurt Angle, Lashley, Bobby Roode, Sting, Jeff Hardy, uh, AJ Styles, number seven, Small Joe, nine. Yeah. James Storm was just a day, I think. Uh, eight days, apparently. Well, oh, that's no, no. real time or TV time. Uh, Chris Sabin was pointless as well, and Pentagon Junior was pointless. Oh yeah, Chris Sabin, Jesus. Um. Chris Saban, one month as champion. So, final scores. Uh, Joe finishes on 260 points. But our Shit. winner today on 120 is Barry Murphy. Hey. I, I thought that was a very good game. I, uh, I like that quite a bit. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that the amount of work that went into it was maybe worth it yet. But happy, well, well, happy the people enjoyed it. That was good. So now I can put on our run sheet all the Dwayne Johnson movies that I watched this week. So I, was, <laughs> I kept them off so I was not to spoil it. Oh, God. There he goes. Okay. Se- 17 movies. <laughs> <coughs> Reno 911. <laughs> Uh, do we want to segue into those? Uh, we got we got some moving up here. Um, okay, we can on. get we can catch up on the uh, the current uh, uh, Paul run through of the of the Dwayne Johnson movies. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, let me do that quickly then, um, because I watched four Dwayne Johnson movies this week. Well, th- oh, three no. and a half. I'm still in the midst of watching one, but uh, let me tell you, lads. Dwayne Johnson movies are bad more often than they are good. Oh, no. So I I watched Baywatch. I watched Central Intelligence. I watched Journey to the Mysterious Island. My God. And I'm currently watching 2014's Hercules. Uh, So let me tell you about these movies, guys. Um... So Journey 2, I think was the best of the four <laughs> that I've seen. Journey, Jesus. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Journey 2, The Mysterious Island, is a kind of inoffensive, half Jumanji, half Da Vinci Code, uh, very skewed towards kids. But yeah, it's, fi- it's a fine little hour and a half adventure movie. Michael Caine is in it, and Vanessa Hudgens is in it. She's terrible, which doesn't make me wonder where she is these days um and it's you know it's fine it's not as good as jumanji um but it's definitely of that kind of ilk and you know there's there's big lizards in it and there's capers and they there's bees in it and they follow clues from the jules verne books and it's it's so like i say it's kind of da vinci code one part da vinci code one part uh jumanji and uh but not not as good as either as a result um but definitely not like terrible definitely not like i feel like i you know 
I feel angry at the film for being so bad. It's 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 fine. It's just not particularly good at any specific thing it does. So definitely don't watch that. Um, Central Intelligence then is obviously the movie he made with Kevin Hart two years ago. Uh, probably best known for the Instagram videos that he and Kevin Hart were doing at the time, where they would oh, interrupt gosh. each other's videos. Remember that when he did that thing? Oh, such dry oh god so central intelligence has a couple of funny moments in it um like a couple of very funny moments to be fair but uh <laughs> they're few and far between because the rest of the movie is is uh is not particularly good the problem with these um action comedies right is when they actually have to do action and the action is is quite bad I feel like action comedies should be more comedy than action. But Central Intelligence is one that tries to kind of do both evenly. And the the action is not very good. Uh, and also the plot is nonsense and The Rock is not good in it. Um, okay. Kevin Hart is quite funny at some parts. And I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan, but he he's definitely funnier than The Rock is. But and again, he's kind of playing the straight character here as he did in Jumanji, which is weird because you think he would be the over the top crazy person. He's yeah, he's the comedian. But he plays the straight man again in Central Intelligence, so I don't know. But um it's not great. Even though I did laugh at some points, uh would not recommend. And then I watched Baywatch, um, which came out last year to scathing reviews, and mm. it's definitely um, Deserving. It's definitely one of the worst films I've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> it um, wow. It's it's funny because when when I when I put the movie on, the f- first thing I saw was Chinese production company logo. Okay, great. And then the second thing you see is another Chinese production company logo. So this that, this got me thinking, especially as as I went on watching the movie. Baywatch, I think, is more of a scam or a fraud than Jack and Jill is. Ooh. Because it's lazier than Jack and Jill. It doesn't even, aside from The Rock, it doesn't even cast, it doesn't have any, like, you know, um, stunt casting. There's not any uh, moments where you go, oh, there's, uh, there's that famous actor who's in Baywatch for some reason. It's just a, it's the Rock and a bunch of nobodies, uh, who are all terrible. Wait, isn't Zac Efron in it? And Zac, the Rock and Zac Efron are in it. To be fair, but Zac Efron, I don't know. He's not he's, he's a nobody. He's fairly. I don't know that Zac Efron is. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, Jack and Jill has you know, uh, Pacino in it, for example. <laughs> you know, Dunk Pacino. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Um. Uh, Zac Efron again is like the best person in the movie. He he's the I only need to one. Watch Jack Zac Efron's the only person who comes off like they're trying to make a movie. Everybody else is yeah. is <laughs> in on the joke essentially. Um, again, oh, uh, uh, Dadio is in it. The Dario is in it. She's, oh hell yeah! She's sorry, but she is terrible. <laughs> she is not good at. I acting. mean, she's kind of bad. Yes, she's yeah, she's kind of bad. And also, Baywatch yeah. has kind of an. Does she, does she play the rock's daughter in this one as well? No, she plays um, tits number two. <laughs> Jack, oh, that's very sexy to be Paul. Oh, Paul, oh, that's why that's why he thinks she's bad because she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, but the movie does have kind of a a misogyny to it that's a little a little weird in in the year of our Lord twenty eighteen. It yeah. it definitely is is of course being based on a show from the early nineties. It also has values from the early nineties, and <laughs> it it just has you know <laughs> values uh, from the early nineties. Yeah. It, it's it's people saying like awesome and radical. <laughs> Everybody go on skateboard for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Halfway through the film, there's an Irish referendum for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's just the, the the women in in the movie are only there to have their bits jiggle, and uh, <laughs> while yeah. I, while that was maybe the only redeeming part of the movie. It was like it was like the it's like the attitude era, basically. Like so. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not when the podcast has happened. Oh my god, this how unprofessional. Um but yeah, Baywatch sucks. There's there's no effort put into it at all. It's got the laziest, most derivative plot, and there's one scene that has to be seen to be believed where there's a boat on fire. Of course the lifeguards have to go and make the rescue of that. But the the fire effects are like like they, it's as if they found the one like flame gif and just copy pasted oh, it on no. but it's not done knowingly it's not done with a wink you know like hey isn't this terrible Baywatch it's actually bad it, does it look does it look like Star uh, not Star Wars uh, South Park yes it looks exactly like <laughs> it looks exactly like that um, it's terrible it's definitely the worst movie from last year that I've seen it's worse than The Mummy um, oh, wow. So go out of your way to avoid watching Baywatch. Even if you think you know, it's just like Baywatch, it'll just be a funny little easy hour and a half watch. It's not even. It's 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 not so bad. It's good. It's just bad. Is there a David Hasselhoff cameo though? Yes. But is it done okay. well, Joe? It's not. No. No, it isn't. <laughs> they even bungle that. They even don't do the Hasselhoff cameo right. Oh no. Is there even a Pam Anderson cameo? Is there? No. There is. Oh. And even that's botched. So. Oh, no. Yeah, it's... it's Even the stuff that theoretically should be easy to do, they don't even do right. So. is bad. And then, finally, I'm watching Hercules, um, which I haven't finished yet. I'm about half an hour into it. That's directed by Brett Ratner, is it? Or is that the other one? I think that's all the review you need. It's directed by Brett Ratner. Yeah, oh it, this is the Brett Ratner one. Um, oh. It's uh, it's as boring and po-faced as you would think it would be. As you'd expect from a movie starring The Rock. I don't think you should I do don't... a serious. I don't think you should do a serious Hercules movie ever. The funny thing it, though was it wasn't really a serious movie, was it? I thought they. Played it a little bit tongue in cheek. It's more. I it's, didn't mind no, it's, de- it's definitely more serious than tongue in cheek. It's definitely more serious. Mm. It's not completely. You sure you're not watching? You sure one. you're not watching the other one? No, the Rock is definitely in it with a lion <laughs> head hat. What's the other? What's that other guy called? Did you know Hercules movie? The other one is like, like, the Legend of um, Hercules, isn't it? Who's yeah, I, I know the one you're talking about, but I can't remember anyone from it. It's uh, the guy with that weird name, Kellen Lutz. Yeah, Kellen Lutz. It is. Didn't these oh, come out like six months apart as well? Yeah, yeah. they're about 2014. Jesus Christ. I might do a thing where I watch all of his movies instead. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen Lutz. Because this, oh. this one got 3% on Ron. 
Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not good. The problem is if you've if you've ever seen you know Troy or any of that style movie, it's just that again. You know, mm. I don't even think that is like tongue and cheek. It's not like a knowing, um, like wink, wink, Hercules. Like let's let's do a, our wacky take on it. It's just like one of those boring old, you know, mythological war films. But The Rock is in it. Did you hear the story about The Rock um, changing the end of Rampage? By the way, no. This is apparently something that happened. I'm going to have to look it up here. Um, because, uh, not to spoil Rampage here, okay? Uh, just I'll put a disclaimer here. Rampage is, anyway, is, is not good. <laughs> so, number one, don't watch Rampage. But um, I think I, I think I, I think I gave away the ending when I reviewed it because I was like, "This is shit. Don't we see it? It's only good when the monsters fight at the end." Yeah. Well, apparently, the ending of the movie was supposed to be that the gorilla uh, dies, mm. and then The Rock said, "Well, hang on a second. People go to see the Rock films to have a good time." Oh no! And he got it changed. <laughs> he changed the finish, brother. The Rock's got the stroke to change the the gorilla finish. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he changed it in Gorilla. Hey. So this is what I've learned now is from movies with the rock in, okay, don't ever expect like a character to die or anything, any tearjerker <laughs> moments cuz they won't happen. The rock just wants that people see his movies to have a good time. That's all. The gorilla is very much the the Brutus Beefcake to the Rock's Hogan. He's like, no, no, brother, he can't, he can't oh, put him over, brother. I am sick and tired of the politics of the bullshit behind that green screen. <laughs> um, so I so the gorilla comes out, lays down, and says, "Feed me, Rock." <laughs> oh God. Uh, so I, I haven't finished Hercules, obviously. I haven't rated it yet, but I gave Journey to Central Intelligence and Baywatch a combined score of 9 uh, out of 30. So, especially don't watch Baywatch. If you must watch Central Intelligence, okay, there's some funny moments in there. Baywatch sucks. Do not watch it. I also saw Pacific Rim 2. This oh, one. yeah. Pacific Rim Uprising. You love the original, don't you? I very much like the original one. Uh, this one I, I I even enjoyed this one. Uh, it's definitely not as good as the first one. Uh, and if, if you didn't like the first one, think about how bad this one is. Um, oh God, I I didn't I I really like the first one. This one is not as good, but you still get you know all the all the requisite robots fighting monsters that you could ask for. Um, also. Uh, John Boyega's in it from uh, the Star Wars, and I like him, so he's got a good, you know, he's, he gives a good charismatic central performance. Um, but yeah, it's definitely missing that Guillermo del Toro kind of shine to it, you know. And also, it doesn't do the 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 theme song bit that the first movie did. Every time something cool was happening, you. This one does it once during a montage where they're like building robots. I'm like, that's not the time to do the good kick-ass song bit. Um, so yeah, I kind of liked Pacific Rim Uprising, but that's kind of because I'm 
I'm a mark for the kaiju movies. If you didn't like the first one, uh, avoid this one because it's 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 definitely worse. Um, in in a number of ways. Um, but if you like the first one, you might surprise yourself and like this one as well, like I did. Uh, and then that brings us to Deadpool two, which is absolutely not that same uh, rule. It would seem no. Um, because you, Paul, of course, you hated the original Deadpool, didn't you? you know? Yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, I feel like both these films, um, they like straddle this line where, and I, I thought this especially during the marketing for Deadpool two. I was like, I feel like at any moment I could just flip a switch and just hate these films because they walk that line. It's a little too, uh, uh, you know, epic for my for my. Uh, 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 tastes, if you know what I mean, and I don't mean epic in terms of scale, I mean in terms of the annoying phrase people use. Sure. Um, it's a little too uh, 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 um, uh, bacon, you know what I mean? Sure. It's, a, it's a meme movie is what I'm saying, it's meme mm. humor. I mean, definitely. Uh, yeah. But, but I, 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 I liked the first one a whole hell of a lot, I thought it was more than the sum of its parts. Uh, so I want you to tell me what you made of, of the second one. Um, I was surprised because, as you say, I, I more or less hated the first one. Um, I thought it didn't work as, first and foremost, didn't work as a superhero movie. Like, I asked to somebody this week, do you remember who was the villain of the first Deadpool movie and what were their motivations and what was the plot? And they could not tell me. So, so I, like, I remember his motivation, but I don't remember his name. Well, can you tell me about the villain? What what was memorable or notable about the villain of the first? Uh, wasn't he wasn't he a British actor? I think. I think it was British. I think he, uh, he was a he was a British guy, and he was doing very cliche comic book hero experiments with people to like give them powers and shit. I think he had axes as well, didn't he? Were there his uh, I, think he, I, think he, I think he used an axe in a fight. I don't know if he was like an axe man. The character's name apparently is, was uh, Ajax. Oh, yeah, it was um, Dario Naharis. Oh! Bless you. <laughs> the original Dario Naharis, not the, the one they brought in. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I didn't think it worked as... I thought this as a superhero movie, the first Deadpool was was especially weak. Um, and I didn't find it funny. I thought I just found Ryan Reynolds. Although I thought Ryan Reynolds was good as Deadpool, I thought that the Deadpool character was just kind of annoying and not funny. Um, so Deadpool 2, happy to report, is funny and is a good superhero film. Wow. So it kind of works on both levels. Um, like the, I, th- I thought the plot... Whereas in the first movie was a huge detriment for me was that the plot was extremely weak. Um, the plot of Deadpool 2, you know, thankfully has a lot more to kind of get your teeth into. There's um, this uh, mutant kid that Deadpool has to more or less protect. And then you have Cable played by Thanos himself, Josh Brolin, who's a time traveling mercenary coming from the, the future for some unknown reason. And there's just a lot more going on and, and, Funnily enough, this, this, I did not expect at all, is that Deadpool 2 also has these kind of serious moments that are like um, actually really well done and actually kind of play on your emotions a little bit, which I definitely yeah. didn't expect from this movie. But um, 
yeah, so I thought it, w- it worked super well just as a superhero movie. And then I thought that they played down the annoying aspects of the Deadpool character a lot more. Because in the first movie, a lot of the jokes were kind of, as I as I think I mentioned when I thought we talked about this the first time, was like just him saying like, shit, knuckle, fuck sticks. There's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you, you like this one more. Because I, I like this film as well. I thought it was more or less on par with the first one. Because I, I, I do think they had a bit of emotional levity that was good. But I, I, I don't know. I, again, it's just I guess everyone's line is different. But I felt like there were too many of those jokes in this. And it, and it was a bit I, irritating. I thought, there, I, thought, I thought there weren't as many. And I don't know. I thought this one was, was, was very funny. Um, I don't mind the, the, self, the self-referential stuff. I think that stuff is, is some of the better stuff. I think it's just when Deadpool... When it's when it's all a bit juvenile, I think that's kind of when it loses me. I think the first movie was a little too much on that side of things. Um, like this one had a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed, like when they're like putting the team together. Um, oh my! Well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into spoilers. I like but, a lot. Of oh, stuff. oh my! Pretty much all of the uh, X Force stuff was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then of course the um, the the end credits you definitely want to stick around for because they were hilarious. That was among the best ever. That was among the best ever. And I'm someone who's who's ranted about how disappointing ninety percent of those are, but uh, that was great. Yeah, it, it it was funny. I do think they uh, they had that kind of uh, uh, kind of emotional uh, levity. Some you know some kind of interesting themes. They explored the character a little bit more. Um, the action I thought was pretty damn good. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was it was a it was a really good watch. I liked the new characters um, as well. I liked um, Domino uh, more than I liked um, teenage nuclear warhead from the first one, and I liked uh, obviously Cable more than Ajax and whatever Gina Carano's character was called the first one. Who she's not good by the way, Gina Carano. Um, no, no. Uh, so yeah, I liked I liked the new stuff that they introduced. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 in my head, maybe I need to go back and rewatch the first one, but in my, in my head, the first one just had this kind of lame central plot that was really only to hang the comedy on, and then I didn't enjoy a lot of the comedy. Although, although I did like some bits of it, like obviously the, the X-Men references in the first movie I, I liked. Um, and then this one, I just think because the plot was that much more like meaty, I kind of enjoyed everything more as a result. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I expected to hate it. So when I didn't, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, Josh Brolin's really cool. He's, he's a, a cool, cool man. Student. He is. He's a cool man, and it was a. Uh, and the other thing I like, I like one thing I like about both these movies is that they they feel really comic booky. And they, I was trying to think of when yeah. I watched the first one, what what does it remind me of? And I kind of realized it uh, when I watched the second one. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the mask and i remember watching the mask and it was just this blow away thing because it was like this cartoon character interacting with real life people yeah. and obviously that novelty is, is long since gone because we're in the age of 10 million cgi characters jumping around at once but deadpool really does feel like this weird for all the hits and misses of the self-referential stuff it does feel like he's this out you know totally standout character who doesn't really belong in this world, and that's what makes it interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I well, that's one I thing. This. One thing I I really appreciate about the the Joel Schumacher Bat- Batman films, um, 
Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, despite the fact that they're for the most part very bad, is that like Gotham City has this unique feel to it as a comic book location, yes. you know, where everything is like neon and that's why one thing I didn't like about the Dark Knight trilogy is that Gotham just feels like a modern day city, like Chicago or whatever. It doesn't feel like you know, in the in the Tim Burton films, Gotham has this very dark kind of gothic feel to it. And then in the Joel Schumacher films, again, has this more comic booky style to it. And then that was kind of lost in the... The in Nolan the, films. The Nolan films. And also in the Batman Superman, again, it's just a city. It's not a, a character itself. And, no. Uh, I, I, like when no, co- no. I like when comic book yeah. films are that little bit more kind of comic booky. You know, where everything... Yeah. And, and almost like... like and like Deadpool is like like schlocky as well in a kind of a good way. Uh, again, you know, harkening back to something like the mask. Also, it reminds me a bit of Blade, where it's not kind of shooting for like high art or anything. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just kind of happy with what it is. Yeah. So I was I was surprised I was surprised to see you you liked it because um, I actually I had some reservations about it based on the trailers. But yeah, good stuff. And that uh, seems like it had a, a you know the 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 superhero gravy train rolls on. Uh, another, it had another good weekend, or it had its first good weekend following, you know, Infinity War and Black Panther. So, so there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, is there any other movies, Paul or, do we, or Joe? Did you see any movies? No, nothing new for me this week. Okay, that's all the uh, news. Too. It, uh, anyone seen any telly? I haven't watched any new telly. I've just kind of been tipping away on uh, 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 Brooklyn Nine Nine again. So, uh, yeah. I watched one episode of a, a new sitcom called Smilf, which is about a single mother uh, raising a kid. Um, it's quite funny. Um, it had it, it, a bit reminiscent of Girls, but without incredibly annoying entitled characters. Or writers. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh. Um, so I only watched one episode that I probably would watch more, but yeah, it was it it's decent. Nothing uh, brilliant, but yeah, quite good. Um no one kind of notable in it. It's it's this stars this comedian. She's been in a few uh T V shows. Yeah, pretty good. Um I don't know about yeah, I watched Silicon Valley. That's still really good. Enjoy that every week. Um that's about it. It's not not too much else at the moment. I've still not watched Westworld. No problem. I still haven't watched Westworld either. (laughs) (laughs) I just, Uh, I just don't care. Um, I do want to catch up with the handmaid's towel. I just remember that because it's come up on the, on TV as I'm talking. Uh, I'm not even sure when it's on though. I think none of it's back on channel four yet, but yeah, (laughs) should catch up with that. Yeah. That's it for just telling off. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I don't think we have any emails this week, so we can uh, jump over to the game guff. Um, Paul, any update on God of War? Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe five or six hours into God of War. Uh, liking it a lot. It's definitely different to what I expected it to be. Um, I think in my head, I expected it to be more kind of horizon-y. I think I mentioned that on the podcast and was told kind of like, no, it, it isn't that. But I don't know why. That, that, visually, I guess that's kind of what I had anticipated. But it's definitely um, I think it's closer to Dark Souls, in a way, than maybe anything else. Um, 
So where I am in the game now is is in the mountain. I've I did the the little tutorial area, met the stranger in that. And then I went to the the first area, Alfheim, which is like the the oh, the hive, yes. and that that's all super cool. Uh, I like I like first go to Alfheim. You're like ah yes, this game will have colors because it's very uh, gray and <laughs> yeah. snowy, and uh, and that and that sticks throughout. I mean, they, they, that game it's gorgeous technically, but they they got they bust out their artistic chops extensively throughout. There's just tons of great scenery in that game that is that is i think what i like about it the most is is the like art design of everything everything has this cool uh obviously nordic based kind of design to it but at the same time it's like unique and fantastical and i, I just find myself sometimes when i'm playing it just looking around that as you say the scenery looking around off into the distance. Like in the mountain, there's some parts where you can see like activity off in the distance, distant, distant bridges and mm. stuff that you can't get to, but just give a sense of scope to the place. And Yeah, they did a really great job with uh, building this world around you and having to feel like uh, like bigger than the, the corridors that you're kind of actually kept to. Like it feels much bigger. Because it's not really open world no. in, in any real sense of it, but... Although it's not an open world game, it definitely feels like this big open world that's taking place in. Um, and that's something that maybe even, you know, Uncharted doesn't do as well. Uncharted, although, is in like these cities and in these, you know, castles, these jungles, always felt very kind of small. You know, like each level felt very, very confined. Whereas this one, although technically it is, you're still going along your kind of one set path, more or less. Everything feels big. It feels like it's taking place in this much bigger world. And uh, I'm really into the relationship between Atreus and Kratos. Um, obviously, the boy meme has been done to death. But uh, yeah, I really, really enjoy their little... What does it it's say? A, yeah, it's yes, a great sir. dynamic. And I, Chris, Christopher Judge is so good as Kratos. He's great. Yeah. Did he do the voice previously in the other games? No, they they had someone else. I'm not sure what his what that guy's status of it is, but uh, no, it, this is a uh, this is yeah. Because obviously, this time. is my first ever God of War game. Yeah, so yeah. I, no, it was uh, now it's 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 very very close. Like if you believe if you if you told me it's the same guy and he's just aged ten years, yeah. I would believe that. But. Uh, yeah, Judge puts his own little spin on it. Plus, he has to do some stuff that the other guy really didn't have to do, which, you know, uh, you, you may have seen some, some of it yet, but, you know, there's way more, like, humanizing to Kratos in this game than there ever was, and, and Judge really has that range. Because yeah. um, it's kind of, you have to do that stuff, but without, you know, Kratos doesn't lower his shield that much, so you still have to be, he still has to be Kratos. It's, it's, it's a great performance, and there is a fucking unbelievable amount of dialogue in that game for uh like everything from oh that that battle went well oh you beat those enemies really quickly or oh that battle went really long we struggled uh there's um it has the old uh i think it was in the most recent gta game the mechanic where if you stop the boat in the middle of a conversation they'll say some dialogue about oh we'll pick this back up later yeah but they they seemingly have several different lines for resuming the story depending on where you stopped it I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is deep." I mean, it's 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 a really imp- it's one of those just games that's just really impressive in terms of its its scale and and, and you know triple A ness, you know. 
<laughs> triple H. Tri- triple anus. <laughs> it's triple what? A. Na- it's triple A nature. Oh. <laughs> you are the main event, Kratos. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm really, really enjoying it. I, I, I felt early on, I just couldn't get into a lot of the systems that were at play, like with the menus and upgrading this and that. I just it kind of washed over for me. I didn't really get a hang of what was what. But I feel like five hours in, I'm finally figuring out like what's the best skills to put my XP into and what's the best way to up- upgrade my armor. And early on, that was all just kind of, again, going over my head and I was just concentrating on the in-game stuff. But yeah, I'm finally kind of getting a hang of it. Similar to The Witcher. I don't know if you ever played The Witcher 3, but The Witcher 3 has so yeah, many yeah. different like in-game systems happening that it's just kind of hard to keep track of everything and why everything is that's that's why i never i never stuck with it because i was really impressed with it early on and i love the writing and the world but i was like i can't keep track of what kind of oil i'm putting on my sword i don't know what i'm doing and i felt early on i felt that same way about god of war but i have got a hang of it now i still kind of feel that i'm just gonna like beat the main story i don't have that incentive to really kind of look in every nook and cranny and in the same way that with the uncharted games like uncharted sorry to keep comparing it to uncharted but in charge you know you can find the little trinkets and do the i was only really interested in the story i just wanted to be, beat the game you know beat the the main quest and because uncharted specifically is so story based i didn't there's no real drive for me to go back and pick up stuff i missed so um with this, I'm thinking I'll probably will just beat the main quest, and maybe you know months down the road, if I have that itch to go back to it, maybe I can dive in again and do some of the post-game uh, content. But it's definitely not a uh, priority for me. Although, unlike Okami, this is definitely a game that you know when I'm not playing it, it's on my mind, and when I do play it, I like I'm gonna sit down for an hour, two hours, and you know, I'm definitely enjoying it in that way. Um, yeah. So thumbs up for God of War so far. Uh, I really like as well the kind of variety of enemies and how they attack. Not to get to talk about God of War for an hour, but uh, I like that you kind of have to strategize for each individual enemy and think about what's the best way mm. to attack. And they will they will fuck you up because they they will attack you mid combo. They will yeah it's uh, and it gets it gets really tough later on. It's 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 a, it's a pretty challenging game. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good game. It's got the CSP stamp of approval for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that would be the uh, the the one. I I don't even think I've fired up the PS4 this week. I'm way behind yeah, behind them, my Yakuza and all that. But uh, you know, it's, it's, like we said, it's a quiet enough year, so I got time to get to that. Uh, let's jump in to the uh, the wrestling guff. Uh, did you see, by the way, um, earlier this week, OTT put out the... Uh, they had some media company film yeah. uh, a special trailer. That God, great. that was cool, wasn't it? That's one of the, one yeah. of the best things I've seen in wrestling, to be honest. I'm surprised that OTT, of all companies, yeah. would put something like that out. It was so great. It's like something you would see on a... God, I hate to hyper... Uh, hyperbolize or whatever the word is um but that's like something you see on a wrestlemania special you know these slow-mo shots and yeah 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 well you know they 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 do, they do give a shit about their presentation to be fair to them yeah it was great um yeah and they also put out the trailer for contenders there today i saw the trailer uh, go up today yeah 
yeah, it's oh god, I watched that back and I was like, oh, that's a great show, it's a great show. Right, anyway, uh, we got some injuries going down here in the world of WWE. Uh, Randy Orton uh, out with uh, knee surgery at the moment. I honestly couldn't tell you what he's even been doing lately. Is he still in the US title mix? <laughs> Is he still wrestling? I don't know. I've not heard about Randy Orton. I don't know. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so so he's out for a while again. A guy who I think could kind of come and go um, out of uh, WWE, and just just by the nature of how he's positioned, I don't think anyone's going to really notice. But you know, speedy recovery and all that. It's uh, weird, weird with Randy Orton, by the what? way. It feels like. God, it's it's whereas John Cena kinda has been a main eventer for years and years and years. I know Randy Orton has a different skill set, I say to John Cena, but it feels like Randy Orton was right there with John Cena. They were like number one and number two in the company for a decade. You know, John Cena, Randy mm. Orton. And I feel like for the last God, three years, four years, Orton has just kind of fallen, slipped down to the mid card and is just floating around. Like, what was the last really important thing Orton was involved in? Like, the... the Ryan stuff, maybe? I was going to say even maybe the um, Evolution reunion that they did when uh, they came back. Yeah. You know? I mean, he won the Royal Rumble last year. And then, yeah, the but, but the, the world title was, like, the, the worst match in the middle of WrestleMania. It wasn't a... Uh, a memorable deal. And then he, he spent the next few months feuding with Jinder Mahal. I, I mean, I get your point that, you know, what is objectively important versus what is sub- yeah, I subjectively mean, if, bad. If, if you're talking about what's memorable and important in WWE these days, you're going back quite a few years for most people, to be honest. Yeah. Right. But Orton, <laughs> Orton especially, just because I have in my mind for years and years and years that he would be on the top, you know, Especially during the split roster, you'd have Cena and and then Orton would be the and against each other a thousand times, and then just lately, I don't know, because it seems like at a time when they could use with Cena, you know, essentially gone a lot of the time now, to have that kind of stable, uh, maybe stable is not the right word for Orton, but that stable uh, presence uh, in the in the mm-hmm. in the top of the card, and you know, Orton's. Feuding with Bobby Roode or whatever in, in on SmackDown's mid card. It just seems like a weird fall from grace. I don't know, maybe they just can't rely on them. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, go on. Uh so Shane McMahon also hurt he's having hernia surgery. Um I think he had an issue like this before, but I can't remember the specifics of it, so he's out. So, you know, a couple of hits to the SmackDown side, but to be honest, I feel like the novelty of Shaman Man's already long worn off, so... Yeah, I remember when he came uh, back that first time. Oh. Good, yeah, good that was life. cool for a, a couple a couple weeks, tops. Yeah. Um, uh, Enzo Amore has had the charges against him dropped due to lack of evidence, so he is a uh, free man, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some uh, some speculation about you know what does his future hold and and with WWE, I don't think WWE would take him back. I think they they thought he was a headache to begin with. Um, uh, so I don't. I mean, I I can see him coming back. Eventually. I mean, but the but the story was you know at the time was that they fired him for like concealing it for four months. You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty yeah. that's a pretty bad thing. And and it, it's all. So, I mean, you, he was also legendarily disliked anyway. 
So, um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, hey, you never know. It's wrestling. It's it certainly seems like other companies have not written off working with him at all. I think Don Callis was asked on a conference call, and he said, "Oh, you never say never," you know. So, yeah. I think if I think if he wants to wrestle, he will get work. That's that's for sure. Um, well, it seemed like that was his that was his deal, wasn't it? That he was. Uh, when when he he essentially applied, he seemed like a, a wrestling obsessive, um, and he was cutting promos in the gym and like you know you hear those stories. I know. I mean, he he. I, I read somewhere that he he was going. He will announce his next uh, steps in the entertainment business. I can I can see him back in whether it's WWE or elsewhere. I definitely think uh, he'll show up again. Um, and I don't know that WWE wouldn't even, wouldn't work with him again. I, whatever about whether he was liked or not, I think on TV he definitely had a presence that a lot of people don't have. You know, whether yeah, whatever in the ring, but on the mic, he has he had something that a lot of people don't don't have. Um, and it's a shame how he what he what he allegedly did and et cetera, et cetera, but. Again, he he had he had that that little spark that ninety nine percent of the boys don't have. So yeah, I can I, I can see him back eventually, whether whether a year down the line or whatever. I can I can see him back in WWE to be honest. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. I I, I don't, but uh, will time will tell. Um, <laughs> was that a patronizing? That's interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, no, that was sincere. I was serious. I was, was, like, was that I, was that a Deadpool joke? No, 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 no. Uh, no, because there, there are, I mean, there are other people in the same boat as you who think he'll be back. So I, I you know, I genuinely don't know. What I, I think time will. But that's not necessarily so. saying that I, I would want him to be back, but I could definitely see it happening. Well, it's 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 interesting to see. Would they though? Yeah. I mean, I can see Hulk Hogan coming back. And... I can definitely see that coming back. In fact, because he's really tried hard. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's people who who've come back from not necessarily worse situations, but you know, who have been really on the outs with the company, who have come back. You know, Bret Hart, Bruno. I, after Bret Hart and Bruno, I, I find it hard to say that people, some people, will never be back. You know. But that's the thing. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's, but 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 with Hogan, it's not like beef. It's like yeah, it's not gross. They, they still, they still. Uh, care a lot about PR, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I feel with Hogan though that it's it's kind of a, an extended version of the Daniel Bryan thing, where they, it's just like, okay, well, just stay low, try to try to turn your name around, and and we'll see down the line, you know. Like that's always the feeling I've got from WWE because they when they get asked about. Um, the Hulk Hogan situation. They're always very kind of non-committal and saying, "Well, he's not under contract with us," and that's really as far as they go. You know, I, I unless he he dies <laughs> relatively soon, I I can see Hogan back at some stage as well. Uh, speaking of you know WWE business, uh, there was continued speculation this week about their TV deal, uh, which is coming due next year so there might be an announcement about where they're going in the coming months um someone 
you know, I can't remember who it was. Someone on, you know, not in the wrestling world, a business analyst said that they had had heard from an NBC Universal source that WWE was going to get nearly three times uh, uh, their their current rate for renewing, which is which is obviously good news for them and caused the stock price to go way up. There's also been speculation that NBCU will be keeping Raw, but not necessarily keeping SmackDown, which is interesting because mm. both those shows are obviously on USA Network at the moment. So that deal would then allow SmackDown to go to Fox or whoever, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, the, the, the times, are, they are a change, and it also kind of seems like the, the really interesting thing about those deals are, will there be any caveats for, you know, we want to be able to put it on the network sooner than, than we can currently and things like that, uh, which would certainly make me more inclined to watch Raw if I could watch it like on the network by like Friday or something. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, nothing official yet. So uh, uh, so watch this space. Um, here we had the confirmation of more entrants into the uh, WWE UK tournament. Our own Jordan Devlin will be back, of course. Um, uh, Zach Gibson will be in there. Joe Coffey. Uh, Travis Banks, who's not technically in the UK or Ireland, but that's fine. Um, and a couple of others. Some, some other more obscure names. Uh, El Ligero was in there, which is good. I mean, we've seen him in OTT several times. A real, a real journeyman. He's been around forever. Uh, and and some, some, some other uh, more, more obscure names. So that, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that tournament. The last one was really good. Um, and I think the last one actually had more names that I was not familiar with than this one. Um, so so hopefully this will be, uh, this will be good. Um... And two of those names who were in the tournament were on 205 Live this week, which was uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Kenny Williams. Because uh, 205 Live, well, WWE in general were in the UK this week, so obviously they had some cameos there. Uh, Paul, you seen Flash Morgan before? Uh, I haven't. He's the guy who does the podcast, though. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, he does the podcast. He does the mod gimmick. Yeah, um, I mean, I've seen him. He reminds me of the lad from the Inbetweeners. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he, <laughs> he is a a very talented wrestler, but how do I say this without just sounding terrible? I despise his look. Oh man, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like it's like he's got that like Jay from the Inbetweeners, but like ten years younger. He looks like a child. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and he's like short and skinny and pasty, and I'm like. Right. It looks like he's the sort of person that would complain about the new Arctic Monkeys album. <laughs> and it's, I feel bad because I feel like I used to I used to watch Progress monthly, and he's he is he's a good wrestler, but it's just like I just can't get past it. And I'm not typically a you gotta look like Lex Luger to be good at wrestling guy, but oh man, what would you guy. suggest? The beard? Uh, different job? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh no, that's harsh. Um. But uh, yeah, Kenny Williams, I like. Have you seen Kenny Williams at OTT? I've seen him live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's good. I like him a lot. He was um, he, they never... he wrestled on which one was it? Jordan. No, no. I saw him wrestle uh, Jake McCluskey on. Oh yes, uh, Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. They were that was really yeah, good. Yeah. They had a really good match. He's good. 
Yeah, he's 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 really talented. He's I think he's an ICW homegrown guy. So he's one of the few, along with I think Joe Coffey, kind of one of the big the big names they export. So uh, so fair play to him. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that UK tournament. I, I didn't actually watch two or five this week because I, I don't watch it every week. But uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, congratulations to them. And I think that's going to be it for the wrestling news this week. Uh, you know, quite enough week, relatively speaking. Yeah, I didn't watch, um, I didn't watch NXT. So mm. I, uh, we talked about talked about all in next week uh last week rather um uh so i think that's all the the news for now so with all that said we will uh we'll wrap the show up here thank god there's no wwe pay-per-views we actually have a few weeks reprieve um uh, on wwe pay-per-views for a while what's next one so money, uh, money in the bank isn't it yeah, so they did their qualifiers and stuff, but we'll we'll run down the actual car closer to the day. The matches look all right, to be fair. The the, the ladder yeah, matches. We're, we're still a month uh, away from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got time. So um, so anyway, we'll be back next week talking more uh, wrestling news, game guff, TV guff, all the usual guffs. Chairshoppodcast.com is where you go to send us an email. Chairshoppod on Twitter as well is where you can follow along with uh, updates regarding the show. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And uh, I think actually next week then we'll have to do uh, an OTT preview, will we? That's next week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the show is on 2nd of June. So yeah, we'll be previewing next week. Yes. Oh wait, no, I'm wrong. No, 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 no. Uh, next week no sorry it's two weeks from, from yesterday we'll be doing it um, well the show is on the 2nd of June so next week's okay. podcast will be the last podcast before the show is that right Does... oh you're right yeah, pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you're right you're right I'm wrong I'm an idiot yeah so yeah we'll, we'll run down that card uh, uh, next week as well so yeah we'll be back uh, then uh, in the meantime and in between uh you can follow. You know, I plugged everything already. I'm, I'm talking in circles here. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. We will be back next week. Uh, it's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.